One of the big stories would certainly be that the Bank of Canada yesterday raised the central bank rate by 0.5%. They signaled that maybe this is the last time in a while, but in order to kind of process what this is going to mean to the average consumer, we thought we would turn to Preet Banerjee, personal finance commentator, founder of Money Gaps. And Preet, it's nice to have you. Good morning. Uh, good morning, John. I hope your voice uh, gets better very soon. I'm certainly hoping so, but I don't have a lot of hope. But we have your dulcet <laughs> tones to seduce people for now. Okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> I always love a maxim that it, uh, Andrew Coyne offered years ago where he said, all economic news is bad. And so, yes, if you have a variable rate mortgage, if you have a mortgage that is coming up for renewal, yesterday's news is bad. But at the same time, I was double checking at a discretionary bank account that I have with ING or Tangerine as they call it and I thought wow okay that wasn't so bad that what they paid out on my deposit so uh, give us a perspective on how to interpret what happened at the Bank of Canada yesterday yeah, so it's definitely going to have an impact to households. But as you said, you know, it's not all bad news. And, you know, economics is sometimes known as the dismal science. Yes. Uh, but it does tend to be spun that way all the time. There there are some people who are going to notice some things. You know, if you're earning interest, this is this is good news for you. If you hold, you know, GICs, I mean, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago, seeing 5% interest rates on GICs was was unheard of. But, you know, again, it depends on, you know, how much you are borrowing and how much you have invested in, you know, fixed income type security. So I think the average household, they feel like this is, you know, another straw that is being placed on the camel's back. If you think a look at, you know, 2022 and the number and frequency of rate hikes that we've had, there are many Canadian households, mortgage holders who are now paying a thousand dollars more per month just to service their debt on top of that we have inflation which is the reason why interest rates have been going up inflation is at levels so high that entire generation has not seen the general prices of goods and services rising this fast in their lifetime and so these kind of go hand in hand and the question and the balancing act that the bank of canada has is you know how fast do we go when do we let off because their goal is to try and get the economy growing at a measured pace as opposed to seeing this runaway inflation. The problem is if they go too hard, then they risk putting Canada into a pretty nasty recession. So, you know, looking a little bit down the road, the bond markets, which try to predict what's going on in the future have said, you know, it looks like we might be at the end of this rate height cycle and things will be coming back down a little bit in the next year or two. So maybe we're at the end of this this pain that has been put upon us in the last uh, year or two, but we're just not out of the woods yet. And a lot of families are really feeling that. Sure. But there's a certain disconnect, I have to think, when we say, you know, inflation is killing us. So the solution to inflation is to raise interest rates. And now interest rates are killing us. It's kind of like saying this medicine is making me sick. 
Right. And that's the trickiness of trying to get that balance right, because if you let inflation go unchecked, then the value of all the money that we have goes down over time. We're able to buy less stuff with the same number of dollars that we're making. And so that historic, if you look at other countries around the world that have not tackled inflation and it gets to runaway levels, decimates the country, decimates the economy. So you definitely don't want to do that. At the same time, the the remedy, as you said, that the medicine that gets us to that point causes some pain. And essentially, by increasing the cost of borrowing money, of renting money, you are decreasing the ability for people to spend on other things. Because whatever your household income is, the proportion of it that is going to just servicing your debt is now being taken away from your ability to spend it on discretionary spending. And so if there's less spending going on for goods and services, that should have an impact on uh, curtailing inflation. And the idea is that when that happens, then we can start to lower the interest rates to uh, a more normal rate. And again, the flip side of it is we were in this period of you know 10 plus years where interest rates were abnormally low for yeah. such a long time. We were in such a stimulative sort of uh, phase. And unfortunately, that's come back to bite us a little bit. Okay, so, and I appreciate that uh, economists don't generally want to tell people what to do with their lives. But if you were counseling people in these crazy times, um, what would be some good moves? Well, I think people are actually doing it because they're forced to, and, and they're tightening their belts. Um, some of the more frivolous expenses that you know higher-heeled households have been able to to bear, they're cutting back. So, you know, just talking to a lot of people, uh, you know, food deliveries are being curtailed a lot because people realize just how much that can cost to have someone deliver food when you could make it at home yourself. So, you're definitely seeing more people making a shift into trying to, uh, you know, manage their household economics and you know a lot more people cooking at home a lot of people resisting going back to the office and maybe saying listen it's it's better for everyone if i just continue to work from home to reduce the cost of commuting and you know the the vacation spend um People are saying, well, that's going to be one of the first things to go because that's a pretty big line item for people. And when you take a look at the cost of air travel uh, lately, it, it's pretty prohibitive anyways. So I think people are making some pretty drastic choices in terms of their conspicuous spending. I don't think we've gotten to the point yet where people are making um, more grandiose choices like you know selling their houses mm -hmm. yet. Um, I, I don't know if we get to that point. If things continue like this and households continue to be stretched into spring or summer of next year, that's when it could get particularly nasty because we have a little bit of runway. And that runway had been extended because of things like, you know, the benefits during the pandemic, which were potentially maybe too generous, according to reports that have come out recently. But we saw during that time that households were sitting on record levels of savings. So for some households, there is a little bit more runway to, to sort of bear this out. But that doesn't apply to all households. Preet, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Hope you get better soon. Yeah, thank you very much.